try to compete. So good morning, good afternoon, good night, and welcome to another week's episode of Downtown World. Don't waste no time with negativity. And today we have in the building none other than singer, songwriter, entrepreneur, Black King, Ross Victory. (laughs) How are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. I love that intro. You're welcome. I'm seeing that the haircut is on point. Hey. You know, you got a nice sweater on today. How are you feeling? <laughs> I'm good. You know, I try to, uh, I'm one of those people where I try to wake up in a vibe, you know, get some dance music going, you know, try to feel good, look good. I think it's all kind of related to how your day is, you know, and I'm on the West Coast. So we're just getting started. It's 10 a.m. So I have a long, long day. Yeah. Facts. Well, here in Toronto, it's about early afternoon, but um, I know that a lot of us are still recovering from the recent um, verses that just happened with Fat Joe and Ja Rule. So (laughs) I was definitely in tune to that. So I'm curious to know what kind of dance music is it that you like bumped today or like recently? Um, you know, and that's crazy because I was working last night. I didn't even catch that versus, was it like, was it last yeah, night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was working till like almost 12, but lately I've been feeling a lot of like whiz kid, Nigerian pop, like the Afrobeat. For some reason, it's all just feel good. Kind of, I don't know. Do you like, do it's you an like amazing energy. And like in Toronto, it's already like something that I feel like it's new to the world, but it's something that's always kind of like been around because the African culture is really big out here. Shout out to everyone. And Caribbean culture is a lot of people know. So yeah. like that sound is like really popular and like it's a whole vibe. It's not too far from dancehall music too, which I love, which is mm. kind of, you know, so burn up boy, all of that. Bring it on. All of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy because, you know, it almost puts you in a vibe, especially if you're in your headphones, like walking, it just puts you in a vibe that, it's just yeah it just feels good and so I like to wake up to that most days I love that (laughs) interestingly enough I'm reading a book right now and currently the part I'm in the book at is um how important the morning routine is or kind of like setting your day and with setting your day or having being prepared in your morning that way with the days you have like the hours you have left in the day you have more time to really like gravitate and flow throughout the day without figuring out what you're doing in the morning, which takes away, that alone takes away time that you could have saved yeah. had you have like kind of have a morning routine and prep for your morning. So good stuff. <laughs> no, that's that's real facts right there. And I mean, I totally agree, like your routine and something I've been trying to work on too is just like what little attitudes or habits can I establish, you know, and just put into place. So every day it's like a habit to focus on, you know, that meditation music, whatever, that feel-good music, hydration. I mean, it's all Mm. related, right? It's all related, for real. So let everyone know a bit about yourself because you're a man of many hats, but I love the versatility that you bring and just, like, being yourself and you're not afraid to, like, put your art out there and leave it for us to, like, critique. So let everyone (laughs) know a bit about yourself. Okay, yeah, and it's been a journey um, to get to that place, but... Yeah, so as you mentioned in the intro, Ross Victory, singer, songwriter, author, Black King. That was my favorite little thing, like Black King. Um, And yes, and I've been, um, so I published my first book in 2019 called Views from the Cockpit. Views from the Cockpit is a father-son memoir that I wrote to um, kind of memorialize my dad, but also talk 
and focus a little bit on the father-son relationships, especially as like black men, um, relationships with our fathers, what does uh, like healthy emotions look like, uh, family secrets look like, all of that. And so I take the readers on a journey. So the title is Views from the Cockpit. One of our pastimes was watching airplanes. So I take the, uh, the readers on a similar type of airplane journey as far as like taking off and turbulence and then safe landing and different things like that. So that was my first entry um, to kind of the public space in 2019. And after that, it's like, it's crazy when you take one leap of vulnerability and I didn't talk like this like five years ago about I, vulnerability. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah, like vulnerability and emotion, but it's crazy because when you practice it either through writing or through whatever being authentic, it kind of opens other doors in your life and personally. So after I wrote that book, I was like, you know what? I really used to enjoy singing and songwriting like years ago. So I got back into that, into the studio, um, working on tracks. Earlier this year, I got to meet one of my idols, Neo, on um, yes. Instagram Live. Yes. So, and that was awesome. He contributed. Crazy. How his was voice. that? Because people don't yeah, understand, not to like interject in the question, but like, we'll actually circle back to it. Continue. But okay, I definitely, okay. we've, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it, and, and so, yeah, so we were working on track, working on track. I had this track and um, yeah, got a chance to meet Neo and Instagram live. He agreed to put the track on one of, he does, um, he supports a lot of independent artists. So he, he agreed to put that track on one of his uh, projects. And so, yeah, I've just been, you know, step-by-step step doing the best that I can. What I'm recently, or what I'm working on now is kind of just a um, apparel type of lifestyle brand for book and music lovers. So since I'm an author and musician, I've also realized there's a lot of people out there who like reading and like, yes. you know, waking up on good vibes. And so, yeah, I'm just putting it out there, like you said, showing the world what I got. I just want to be responsible for my own type of personal legacy. And I think I can do more as long as I'm being loud and stuff about what I got. I think I'm participating at least. I love that. I love that. And it is so important, especially like I've always, it's not that I didn't love books, but it was just the sit down and reading part to like be present enough to read. Cause that's something people don't really like talk about. If you have a lot going on in your mind, it's kind of hard to sit there and just read a book. So what made yeah. you realize that gap and like how important bridging those two things were together being the, the music artistry and the love of reading? Um, what made or helped me bridge the gap is so um, I, after the loss of my dad, so what prompted the book writing was the loss of my dad. And during that healing journey, grief journey, you know, and grief is crazy because it affects your body and it does different things to you. I got into um, therapy. And so I, I try to be vocal about counseling and therapy just because, again, like I saw my dad and my brothers, how they how they handled their mental and physical health. Like we could just do better. We could do ourselves. Better. Yeah, we yeah. could do better. We could do as better. Ourselves, as a community as men. It, it's a mess. So that got me back in touch just with my childhood and kind of like what actually brings you joy. And so looking back at joy, talking to like my grandma, my mom, they, oh, you used to do this. This made you so happy. And so it's really just focusing on like 
I was a nerd. Like I used to co- collect library cards. I liked being at the library. So I think just you're still back, a nerd, Ross. <laughs> Low key, I am, and I and I wear it proudly. I'm a we're nerd. proudly. I'm a we're nerding out here. We're proudly. <laughs> we're nerding. We are nerding full time. And so it's just being honest with that and getting back in touch with it. Like you know, yeah. you can read books, go to the library, and bump to to um, like you said, burn a boy. Like you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, seriously. And I feel like somewhere in there in our melanin experience, it's like as soon as you hear these arrangements of like instruments, I don't know for you, I'm an avid like music lover, not just like surface level. So I, I just feel like the spirituality around it too, like even how you see how people will move, um, rest in peace of Michael K. Williams that just passed away, but he mm-hmm. was known by a lot of people for like doing a lot with dance, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. he loved he loved dance. And you could see, like, no matter what Black people for whatever parts of the world, for some reason, when we hear those those instruments and those alignments, it sounds like it, it brings activates. out... Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, that's the word right there. It activates, <laughs> for real. So before I get to Neo, I want to dig a little bit yeah. deeper with you just in terms of um, vulnerability vulnerability and I know today is about you and you guys are going to get to know Ross but you're going to get to know Ross in my way and we're going to have an amazing (laughs) conversation because I love when black men especially black men shout outs to everyone but are able to speak on these things and be comfortable about it because it's so important and if I had seen like the men around me i.e my uncles older cousins things like that maybe things you know as you said we could do better So this, I feel like our generation, these times are the start of us doing better. So also, um, it's ironic that you brought up vulnerability like that, because the other show that I do, Eat Fruit Pod, Mm -hmm. as you know, Eat Mm -hmm. Fruit, Mind Your Business, um, we just literally did an episode on vulnerability. And the question was raised to say, do you see vulnerability as a good thing or a bad thing? How do you think? Oh, yeah. Um, You know... It, it, it takes practice. So five years ago, five, six years ago, uh, before I started on this journey, I would think that it was like, it just didn't make sense. It didn't click. Like, why would you want to be vulnerable, tell your story and let people know deep, like challenges that you have? Like, it didn't click. Like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to speak to a counselor about your issues? Why would you wanna pay someone to listen to you? Like, it just didn't click. So I thought at first, yeah, it was like, that's whack, you know, it's bad, whatever. But I think now it's kind of like the horse and the water situation. Like you can bring the horse the water, but you can't make them drink. Mm-hmm. And like, that's real. And all these cliche like phrases, but they really so hit real. hard after, mm-hmm. yeah, after mm-hmm. just like <laughs> And I think yeah. people and me, people, like, it was just a triggering. Uh, it's just to where life forced you, forced me to surrender to that whole mm. idea. And I had no choice but to try something. That, like, I really had no, mm. no choice but to try something different. And so I was like, okay, let's try this whole vulnerability thing. And it was painful. And even now, sometimes the stuff that I share online or that I post, I'm like, is it too much? But as long as it's being authentic and I'm honoring my truth, I have to trust the process and commit to it. You know, it's hard though. It's really hard. It is. And without even knowing, you know what I mean? That's a part of that light work. And you are, I would consider being a light worker out there in, in terms of like what you you are doing and advocating, even, even if you don't feel you are, you are representing 
that, right? Other young people or people in general, like even today, I was taking a walk and, you know, school has started back here, mostly in Toronto. So the kids, Mm -hmm. it was their lunchtime. And I seen like this homeless man and and the young kids that we usually will see the teenager, like teenagers, they're so wild, like, just go back in school. Like this little boy brought well, he probably was, he was a teenager, but to me, little boy, he walked over to mm-hmm. the homeless man and he gave him, you know, his Popeyes. And I was like, I love that. I love that. Yeah. We need more of that. And I have full hope in, in this generation coming. It just looks different and it shouldn't look the same. So we shouldn't be afraid. We should be happy that things don't look the same. And they're continuing to elevate along like with our mindset and things like reading, which we need to advocate more and more of, but it does that. Reading yeah. does that. If you could recommend some books, I know I'm kind of just putting you on the spot, but you feel like really opened up that mindset for you, helped you elevate besides the ones that you've written, because I definitely need to purchase those. But <laughs> put us on game. What are some books that okay. you would say this um, will help to? Yeah, I think um, one that was kind of pivotal, a pivotal in my kind of process and it's a really short one it's called the mastery of self Mm. and um it's by don miguel ruiz and it's really short like you could read it on a on a bus ride like even if you just decide you know okay i'm gonna do a little staycation day trip to the beach wherever you are in the country Mm. um it's that short but really what he talks about is going to a party And he talks about the people, the different people on the party. So he talks about people who are on the wall, people who are drunk in the middle dancing, Mm. people who are kind of watching and taking scope. And so he he helps you identify who you are at the party to kind of draw that self-awareness. And I thought it was, uh, I think it's a good first step because I think the first step is awareness, right? That you're alive, Mm. that you have a purpose, that you have a mission, that you have a voice, that you have a story. Yeah. That's the first step. So I think once you can say, oh, I'm, I matter, I think everything else maybe falls in line. But I think that's a, um, a really good one to start with. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Mastery um, of self. Yeah. Do you have one more? I'm squeezing it out. Um, well, um, I mean, I have one. I, I mean, I don't want to promote too much of myself, but I have. No, definitely. That's what it's all about yeah. today. Yeah, it's. Um, and this one was inspired by a lot of other books that I have read. This one is called Your Story is Your Clout, Your Voice is Your Power. Oh, thank you. Creative writing meets self-help. So this is for those people who have a story, but maybe feel skeptical about therapy. They feel skeptical about strangers. And so I talk about how creative writing, kind of like how we've been talking about, right? How creative writing can be a very good first step in in self-help journaling, you know, um, giving yourself. So for example, who are the people who have hurt you? Have we ever written a list? Mm. What did they, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, who are the people that you thought for you? Let's write a list and let's write what they did. And yeah, and this is private. You don't have to reveal it. And so this book, it implements quotes from Maya Angelou, all my favorites, like the gentleman I was talking to you about from philosophers is really short, but your story is a clout would be my book number two. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. Um, you're, you're putting, you're giving a lot of fruit. Here we say eat fruit, mind your business. You're giving a lot of fruit yeah. today and appreciate it very much. You know, when we think about, yeah. when we think about now, 
what we aspired to be in life when we were young, right? When I was young, I wanted to be yeah. everything, everything that looked lit. I was like, I want to be a firefighter. I want to be on the stage accepting Oscars. I want to do this. I want to do that. What did you want to be when you were growing up, Ross? Oh, <laughs> what did I want to be? Be honest. <laughs> be honest. Okay. So since we know we've established I'm a nerd. Yes. So I... <laughs> My parents in first grade used to dress me up in like a little suit with a plastic briefcase. And I'll just, I mean, and you could think of going to the school, like, why is he? Why does this kid have a suit on? And so that was Ross. He was out here. That's me. That's me. And my mom was like, you would open up your little plastic briefcase and have your pins and your things and like pretend writing checks and stuff. So I wanted yes. to be like this business, Ross like boss. Ross the <laughs> boss, yeah. So I had in my mind, like, I wanted to be that, uh, just some type of business person, because my parents named me, so my full name is J. Ross Victory. They said they wanted to, they wanted me to be a lawyer or something, but oh. I, I felt inclined to like business and pretend writing checks and trying to sell whatever I could out of my, you know, room. Yeah, yeah. out of my briefcase, yeah. Just business. I love yeah. it. I love it. So then what made you discover your love of music and like who inspired you to get into start creating? Yeah. Um, so music, I think probably started in childhood going to church, you know, just being around, like you said, those instruments and those different rhythms that just activate, uh, you know, the movement. Um, but like my personal relationship with music, is related to just the whole writing. So, mm -hmm. and I, sometimes I ask my engineer at my studio, I'm like, I don't know if I'm a singer, like I feel more like songwriter, songwriter. And that's why mm -hmm. like people like Neo, Bruno Mars, any artist that can write their own stuff, like I really respect them just because I feel like that's an interesting line to kind of toe. But I felt like songwriting was my, um, was kind of like my safe haven, like stories and poems and just, you know, writing, writing songs. And then the music part of it, like the singing or the expression of it, I feel like that just came later with practice and as a result of um, like church and talent shows. Music. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just pick up and I will like get in between or I can ask another oh, okay. question. Up to you. Okay. Okay. No, what got me into music? I feel like it all started with like just songwriting. So I feel like I've always naturally been drawn to writing, journals, poems, like uh, just anything. And I think the songwriting meshed with like the childhood church upbringing talent shows. I think that just yeah. kind of turned into, yeah, the musical artist. Because sometimes I'm in the studio and I ask my engineer all the time, I'm like, you know what? Like sometimes I was like, I don't know if I'm a singer. Like I like to songwrite. And that's why I respect artists like Neo, Bruno Mars, The Weeknd, who Amazing can kind writers. of tell, yeah, 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 they're writers and they tow that line and, you know, they're able to deliver it vocally. So, yeah. So would you say those are the artists that like kind of inspired you to get into it? But if you could dial it back, because I know The Weeknd is more recent than who would have been able to inspire right. us coming up. But who are some of those artists that you feel like are those first sounds you remember hearing like, because similar to myself, it was 
um, a lot of gospel. My mom, you know, raised, born and raised Pentecostal church. So like okay. a lot of like Shirley Caesar, um, mm-hmm. George Banton, all of that mm-hmm. stuff. Cause the Caribbean type Christian music as well. And then yeah. when I got older, you know, obviously we're into our Kirk Franklin and Marvin Sapp, Fred Hammond, et cetera. So who are some of the people for you? And it doesn't have to be gospel, but like, that inspired you to be like, you know what? Music is something I definitely want to dig a little bit deeper yeah. into. Yeah, for sure. In LA, we have this station called 94.7, The Wave. I don't know yeah. if you've heard of it. Yeah. Maybe you have. Yeah. 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 But my parents all the time had that on. And at the time, <laughs> it was literally, it was Babyface. He occupied that space of singer-songwriter, Babyface, Tony Braxton. Mm-hmm. So he was writing a lot of I like writing mm-hmm. all of her songs and writing from other artists. And I was like, who's, who's this guy? I mean, yeah, he sings, but he's, his writing game is just he's like out, everywhere. Yeah. yeah. And so it's the baby faces, the Anita Bakers and all of those mm-hmm. artists that I, that I grew mm-hmm. up on. And then I had a little bit of the boys to men kind of transition into um, what is it? The early two thousands, late nineties. I love that. Yeah. yeah, when you think of people like Babyface, Quincy Jones, like their pens are like insane. <laughs> like, like they're your favorites, favorites, favorite, like on yeah. all aspects. So um I was listening to a recent interview with um an artist and they were speaking on it was um why is it slipping me now? But it was a female artist, uh, R&B artist. Oh, I'm so mad I'm slipping her name. But she was basically discussing, they were at, oh, Seven Streeter. There we are. Um, she okay. was on the Joe Budden podcast. And they were just asking her in terms, because she songwrites as well, and her pen game is super heavy. And um, they were asking her, like, in terms of giving out music, um, how do you know kind of, like, what to keep for yourself? And, like, how does that work hearing someone else kind of, like, sing these words that you know where they came from and she was just kind of explaining how it's therapeutic and kind of like a relief that um she could try kind of just write it like a diary entry put it out there and she doesn't have to keep not necessarily reliving it but re-singing it re-singing it give it to someone else and she's been able to like get that out as a release similar to like therapy and stuff do yeah. you find like you have the similar opinions in regards to writing for others or like what is your perspective on that are you ever mad you gave someone something or like <laughs> mm, you know what's crazy is I completely agree with um, her perspective I mean I've definitely felt that with books I definitely feel the whole release it's out um, mm-hmm. there was an artist maybe a few years ago uh, independent artist uh, I was working with on one of my songs and she um, just did the background so she like learned the lyrics and did the background and hearing her sing it and it and hearing her share the emotion, it was it was like I was in the studio just kind of like tripped out, like, dang, she's singing my song. Yeah. And this is something I wrote this song from something that I only I know, but oh. she's singing it as if she knows it. And so, I mean, that is the power Ooh. of music. Right. That is that's what it is. That's- yes. It's powerful, for sure, for sure. So we have a staple question here at Downtown World that we ask all of our guests, right? What is a situation where it was definitely negative, but somehow, some way, you found a way not to waste any time in negativity? Oh, I think it would have to be just with job situations, Mm. you know, and, and employment, 
and um, knowing when to stop and knowing when to walk away and not engage anymore. Um, I mean, I've had several jobs and what, it's just like toxic environment. I mean, processes are toxic, coworkers are toxic, managers are toxic and hours of just how you're working. And it's like, you know what? I can't continue coming to this environment because now like we've talked about, it's putting my health at risk, putting my mental health at risk. I can't sleep. Um, I'm eating a whole bunch of crap. So yeah, it's knowing when to walk away and to quit kindly, I think. And we could even say in relationships too, it's knowing when to say, you know what? There's no future here. There's more bad than good and walk away. And that's a skill because sometimes we think we deserve that or we can't do any better than, you know, some type of employment situation or negative situation. But you've got to, that, at least for me, it's been a lot of job situations just saying, you know what, I can't be here. It's not healthy. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm not thankful, but thankful at the same time that this whole panini that we're in has helped put that in perspective more and more for so many people on a global um, perspective, like the fact that we're able to do remote working. And now you're looking at jobs and you're saying you're thinking about different things that maybe you would not have thought of um, when it comes to negotiation or terms that you're willing to work under. And the, the, the people are finally um, putting notice to what they're going on, especially our essential workers. Shout out to all of you guys. And um, yeah. we're really saying it's, it's uh, I've, I've, I've been deeply into that Amazon Prime and I know it was a book before, Brave New World. And, you know, mm. just the idea of, I'm not sure if you're familiar, but just the mm. idea of like the conditioning and the 40 hours a week being normal, like that's insane when you really put it in perspective and think about it. You know what I mean? And we're restructuring our lives now in a way where we are able to put our health first. We're thinking about going for daily walks. We're thinking about what we're eating. We're normalizing thinking about our immune system, all those things to help us, thank God, hopefully make it through 2021 and beyond. Right. <laughs> That's really true. And <laughs> I, I, I struggle with that because, you know, I am as an independent creator, and I, I know that probably a lot of your listeners can relate. you know, we fund our own kind of projects, you know, we fund what we're doing. And it's kind of like, how much do you participate? Like in LA, do I want to sit two hours in traffic to work mm. 50 hours a week mm. to pay down this bill to get into debt? You know what I'm yes. saying? So it's like, how do you find the balance? And for me, it's just been to make sure like this interview, like this time that we're spending together, this is a priority for me, you know, even though I work later Same. on, it's yeah. making sure that I'm feeding, right? Same. The legacy, the message, mm. it's making sure that I'm participating in that so that I'm energized enough to go mm. do what I have to do. I love that. I love yeah. that. Because <laughs> that is like, we all can relate to that. We all go through it, especially when you're in that 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 weird stage sometimes where it's just like, okay, can I quit yet? Can I can I do this like straight up? Can I do this full time? Like, can I can I take this leap of faith? Is it time to like, you know, watch how this yeah. seed grows? Like, and it's it's real thoughts and it's and it's 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 vulnerability. It's vulnerability. It and in my opinion, vulnerability is beautiful. And it's scary, 
but it's worth it. When you look at people like Gandhi and all these successful people that we love, their best moments when you really analyze it were their vulnerable <laughs> moments, right? So um, when you're when you're vulnerable in a pure, like not vanity, you know, based, it definitely works in your favor. And I can see your books just really meaning a lot to people and pushing forward and really getting that message out there. So please do not stop um, what you're doing, Ross. No, <laughs> okay. thank you. No, I appreciate that. And I mean, just to kind of piggyback off of what you said, this journey, when I started just writing, putting myself out there, people DM me, email me all the time. Oh yeah, my, the relationship with my dad or I'm struggling with this. And so it's like, wow, if I had known that this was the answer earlier, I would have, I would have taken... Yeah, and, and it's really, and like you said about Gandhi and all these people, if you really look at their life, all of them, and even popular culture celebrities now like Will Smith, they're all saying the same types of things. It's like, are we listening and do, are we, are we trusting that? And then what you said about seeds too, it's like, are you committed to watering the seed? That the, are you just gonna leave it there? You plant it, but it needs to be watered. It needs to be tended in any way that you can so yeah it, yeah it's really hard and yeah I'm gonna keep going the best that I can doing my thing and share my voice and yeah so moving forward with your passion for music right um yeah. you highlighted earlier but going on live with Neil nobody really understands sometimes like <laughs> when you be watching a celebrity that you're into on Instagram live or whatever live and you see that circle start turning and you got literally like five to eight seconds to get your shit together scream a little <laughs> bit if you have to and then like and pretend like you're normal like you're not talking to Neil right now so what was right, that right, moment right. like like <laughs> what were the thoughts going through your mind how did all that go down <laughs> yeah so it, I mean just like you said so actually I was in the studio and I me and my engineer were talking and we were talking about yeah the neos and the weekends of the world and I was like you know what I should hit up so-and-so just as like a joke like you know but a proper not like a joke but like you know a a nice tailored message that had some value exchange and so yeah something professional so I sent it and then he responded and I was like see now what we gonna do now when this man responds now now this man has responded (laughs) and we (laughs) are And, and so it really just like came down to, hey, I like what I like what you're doing. I think what you're doing is very unique with the whole author and the music thing. Keep going. And then, like you said, when his when the little circle yeah. started spinning in my mind, I was like, I'm going to. Yeah, I'm going to pretend that this isn't like someone's albums I can sing back and forth right now. And I'm just going to try to have a, you know, a decent conversation. It was really exciting, though, because, I mean, I've been I look up to him. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of my favorite uh, projects from Neo. Oh my gosh, what is the name of the album? But it's the one with like Mirror, um, When You're Mad, all those tracks on mm-hmm. it. And I remember like, Don't Hate Me, Neo. I burnt it off a of LimeWire and I'd have it on my CD. LimeWire. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I would be bumping it. Listen, that was like, that was a CD. Like, oh man, he was taking over. And still is because yeah. his pain game is super strong. So congratulations to you. And I, I really am excited to see that go into fruition and it will do in due time. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I know yeah. how it can be along your journey. Sometimes we meet like really huge people, but as you, as you keep going on, 
they don't forget you just keep doing what you're doing be consistent don't worry when they circle back at least you'll be more prepared or even at a higher level than where you were when you first interacted see you already know that's exactly and i'm learning that's like okay yes the thing is you have that moment just like you said and do not stop keep going yeah don't stop keep building your brand and so that's what i intend to do exciting and i hope to meet other idols. And then when you just personalize it, like his kid was coming in talking about like, daddy, daddy, it's like, dang. So he's just up there fathered yeah. out. Like, you know, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, and that's real, real spit. So when it comes to the things that help you to keep going and help you to keep building your brand and help you to keep being Ross Victory, what are some of those yeah. things that um, you're willing to share? <laughs> yeah, the thing, um, I think an important thing that keeps me going is we touched a little bit at the beginning about grief. And so I'm sure there's a listen, one of your listeners who's lost someone they loved under, you know, difficult circumstances or surprise circumstances or, you know, a lot of different other ways. And I think what helps me is sometimes thinking about the people who I've, I've lost and the mm-hmm. legacy and the name and kind of like just being a, acutely aware that you know our time's limited because I think sometimes when we participate in the traffic and 40 hours per week and all these systems and stuff we forget that you know this is your time and you're on a time clock so it's like being acutely aware of that and then just trying to do my best and and having people around me if any that support and um, share that same message because a, a lot of people find it hard to be vulnerable right a lot of i mean so it's like how can i cherry pick my environment to keep that same energy and people who are challenging themselves and moving forward and committed to legacy and there's not too many of them but the ones that i do have you know we can kind of move together i love that um my friend killa she hit the nail on the head in terms of knocking the vulnerability and she brought it to light and when she said it my mind was like she's like the reason for us you know especially as melanated people that you know I'm paraphrasing but why it's kind of difficult for us to be vulnerable or to have like even you spoke on the stages if you even realized earlier that you kind of had to get through to even get to the stage where you're at therapy or processing the fact of like paying someone to hear you out right she said it's like because we were taught like our trauma locked it away. We're, we're taught to lock it away with our trauma and vulnerability is unlocking that trauma. So we're literally reconditioning ourselves from what we were taught and what are, we're doing better. We're doing better. We're progressing, but these are things that, you know, just through accepting our past, we can move forward in our present. So we definitely all have work to do. All of us. Absolutely. And I think as as men, as black men, because I got a chance to ask my dad before he passed away, like a whole about the whole mental health. Like we we got a yeah. chance to talk about it. And he said that he was just so he go he went into the story of him not having a father and him doing the best, but also stubbornness. So he thought mm. that he knew better than again oh. what someone could t- yeah, what mm. someone could tell him what the pastor therapist, the pastoral Mm -hmm. therapist could tell him, why is he going to pay this money? He can figure it out. He's smart. He's well-traveled. And so maybe it's being letting go of our ego or trying Mm. to keep our ego in check and say, you know what? I have a problem. I have an issue. It's okay. I need help. And so 
we were able to have that exchange. And so, like I said, when I look at my brother and my dad, it's like, I can just, how can I do better? And so yeah. this is me doing better. Yeah. yeah. When it comes to your goals, you know what I mean? Yeah. And moving forward and attaining to your goals, what are some of the steps that you kind of say to yourself, this is how I'm going to be able to attain this goal? Um, the steps to attain the goals is, so what I learned after writing my first book. That's um, a huge goal. That's a, that's huge, a goal. huge goal. That's and a huge goal. Two years. Yeah, it took two years, but I learned some key gems. And, oh, and the thing that I learned is kind of like what we're talking about, because with that process, I was shooting from the head. I was spending a lot of money because, you know, it's the first time you don't know what to expect. But what I learned is it's okay to ask people for help who know more than you. Like, what do you have to lose to connect with an editor or someone who's done books before and just chop it up with them? That's okay. It's okay to have an editor rip your stuff apart and say, like, how do I make it better? You know, it's okay to take breaks. It's okay. Writer's block is something that will pass. It's not the end of the world. And so those are the lessons. And so when it comes down to steps and goals is to kind of like, who knows more than me? Who's done this before? First off, right? So do I have act? So most of the people in my network aren't Neo, but who has done more? Who is willing to get on the phone or email with me? Be willing to ask and set a plan too. So like, if you can set some type of like, okay, in two weeks, I want to do XYZ photo shoot and, and have this many choices. Okay, that's a reasonable goal. And, you know, just set reasonable goals and ask someone who knows more like, hey, does this look right? Am I going exactly. in the right direction? Yeah, and I've learned so much about publicity and book writing and all of that throughout this whole uh, process. So yeah, step by step. I love that. I love little that. pieces and seriously all the all the little pieces eventually make the mountain right and uh, people will always say you do not want to be the smartest person in the room you should be like we're really trying to elevate you're gonna have to be uncomfortable you're gonna have to be vulnerable right like yes at first I, I didn't I'm guilty of it too I didn't take notice I was just like yeah my friends and I was slowly like you know what I mean but then when you're kind of the one always I don't want to say knowing everything but that that what where is that going to lead the rest of us so we got to put ourselves in position regardless if people understand it now or later and be in those rooms have those conversations take that leap of faith press that um request button do whatever we got because the worst the worst that's going to happen is just a no why and but you know what but you know what that 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 i agree we're on the same vibe with that but that is a hard thing to understand yes the worst is no but when you're facing like oh they may say no it feels like life or death yeah (laughs) yeah 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 but you're fact it's all facts if you can say for that moment, one of the things that help you cross over that feeling, or not really cross over, because obviously we're acknowledging it, but not letting it overcome you where you're not following, you know, your dreams. What is one of those things? Ooh, you mean to face those no's? Yeah. To take that risk to be like, yo, this may be a no. Like, I'll, I'll give you some time to think, but like, 
personally for me, like, I'm like, yo, my mom, the, the amount, the amount of shit my mother and I have gone through both against each other or, or with each other, like she needs to be here to see me get these M's. Like before you go, ma, you got to see me here to get these M's. Like I've been telling you from, I was young, telling you that it's going to be worth it. Telling you all of that. You have to see this with your two item before God take you it. That is where, (laughs) that is, that is definitely one for me. So that's fire. I mean, that's all energy all day. Yeah. Wow. And for me, uh, and you know, because I, I, I guess believe or I've practiced a lot with the, the whole inner child situation, inner child healing. And for maybe some of your listeners don't know, it's like talking to your little self, uh, trying to be in touch yeah, with those dreams and goals. So whenever I see a picture of myself like seven or eight years old, it's like I try to get in that little kid's eyes like, dang, what makes you happy? What do you want? What do you expect from the world? And mm-hmm. so when I'm facing that big mountain, like you're saying, like, dang, do I want to put myself out there? I try to be like, what would who are you serving? Yeah. Because if you're trying to serve that little kid, you better put you, you better mm-hmm. you better go up there and do that because this is for him. And so mm-hmm. that keeps me really um when I, when I'm in that space, it almost makes it just a no brainer. Like, yeah, you better go put that request. You better send that DM to whoever. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that. Okay. So I'm having a lot of fun talking to Ross guys. I'm, I'm definitely um, taking advantage of his time. So I'll ask you another staple question that we have here at downtown world. Don't waste no time with negativity. Now you have the five elements you have spirit, earth, air, water, no, no, spirit, fire, water, air, and fire. Did I say fire already? You said fire. So uh, spirit, fire, water, water, earth, air. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Which element, (laughs) thank you. Which element resonates with you the most or you feel like represents you the most, Ross, and why? You're not tied down to one. It is an open question. There's no right or wrong. Um, just okay. it's you. <laughs> okay. So I definitely want to start with air. So um, no, let's start with earth. Earth. So also what I realized in the pandemic, just over these almost 20 months that we've been in this, which is crazy. It's almost crazy. been two years. Crazy. Is the importance of going outside, the importance of being in nature, the importance of being at the beach, or we have uh, uh, Sedona, Arizona, right next door, which is the red rocks of Sedona, which is just all red, and mm-hmm. kind of being in yeah, God's creation and being reminded of the earth and touching the ground. And I, again, five, six years ago, I was not like, I, would, I wasn't talking about tree hugging type of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But life has really, it's really reminded me that this is important just to be able to be out in the elements. And the second one would be air, the importance of breathing. And mm. I mean, yeah, deep breaths. And, and I asked my mom sometime, I'm like, mom, is all this really about drinking water? sleep eating and breathing like is that what it really like comes down to and low-key like that's what it is it's just breath work clear air fresh air 
I mean, knowing when to take a break for air. I mean, it's all like air, you know? I love that. I symbolically I, and everything. Yeah. I don't I don't know if Jigga did this on purpose, but like 444, that is like the breath for me. Four counts in, four counts yeah. hold, four counts out. So those of you listening, Ross, that helps sometimes. Like I get like major anxiety before like even us interviewing or stuff like that, where it's just like I get nervous. My nervousness comes out in like sweaty palms or like, you know, the T-zone starts sweating. So 444 is something that definitely helps to and like get that somewhat under control. So I I definitely agree with the breathing and asking what made you ask your mom that if like if that's what it all comes down to because that's a because powerful question just, yeah it's just like i mean when you sleep well i mean have you ever had some sleep i'm, and I'm you queen wake sleep up- sleep me okay <laughs> Do you, you ain't gotta convince me everybody want to take naps sleep? i will have a party it will be a nap party <laughs> i am with you <laughs> So queen sleep. So you already know, like when you wake up in the morning and you just had some good sleep, you're like, that's God. That's all God mm. right there. That's mm. all God. It, it almost like wipes the plate. Queen. I'm telling you. <laughs> and it, so, yeah, I was just like, I think a few times I had some good sleep or like remembered to hydrate throughout the day and felt good in my body. And I was like, is that all it is that all this is remembering to sleep, drink water eat and breathe like wow and how distracted have we come to where that Mm. sounds like oh dang we don't do that you know like how how far have we like it's a mess but it's a mess it's a mess (laughs) but these conversations I think I think it helps it helps it helps and so yeah you're absolutely right I think I had some good sleep and I was like dang that's if that's possible then yeah, yeah it, it, it's like, and I was, oh my gosh, I feel like, see, you say you're a nerd, but you're making me nerd out right now. So hey. like, there was something I was reading about, basically, I'm forgetting the proper term, but somewhere between the hours of 10 to 12, if you are able to fall asleep between those hours, there's some, um, it's not endorphins, but something that our body releases only throughout like that kind of time frame and that is kind of what helps you um you like you said when you wake up in the morning after that good sleep you feel like this feeling is like part of that oh the name is escaping me but research if you're bored but there is a science to that and I definitely do agree that sleep is healing you know I've really been being more I won't say I was on a diet but I being I've been being a lot more conscious of what I've been eating and consuming and how I'm consuming consuming it or like why do I feel like I want to consume this now because I definitely had recognized my emotional attachment to food right and through like doing that it just brought a lot of realization that you know a lot of times you're not even hungry you're just stressed it's kind of like our phones like we just have this itch to just pick it up for no reason but you're not really thinking or being conscious as to why we do that what are some of those things that you feel like you kind of had to I don't want to say break yourself out of bad habits Ross but like some of the things that you notice in your surroundings on your journey to success on your journey to completing your goals like you're like these are some things I need to kind of and get out of the way (laughs) so that I can be focused. Yeah. And I think, and this one's a little weird for me, but it was never weird with me. It's social, (laughs) but it's like social media is like 
you know, as an entrepreneur yourself, and it's like, we need it because we have to put ourselves out there, be visible, take advantage of the free medium. But it's like, we can't be tied to it and overly pressed about what's going on. And so it's yes. like, how do I find the balance and not just glue to it? So that for me, like just taking a step back, maybe even asking a friend like, hey, can you post for me? Like, this is what, you know, <laughs> this is what I'm trying to say. Taking a step back, taking a step back from certain family members that have certain level of energy. You know, yeah. I think that's important too, just to kind of say, you know what? not I'm not going to separate but just kind of put some space between me and the screen or me and you know this person to breathe I love that I love that um (laughs) shout outs to Tony Braxton (laughs) shout outs to Tony and babyface of course um I want to know from you what is like the most recent thing or what did you eat today what did I eat today okay so I woke up Oh, this is about to be nerdy, nerd, nerd. I can't even, it's not near me, but I have this high, no, it's it's pretty rough. So I have this hydration IV electrolyte packet that you add to water in the morning for like hey. instant hydration. Okay. So, hey, okay. So I have, okay. My, <laughs> I have my thing of water, got my instant hydration, had some applesauce and uh, English muffin you're so healthy all right all right Ross I mean <laughs> but I prepared but see I knew I was like you know what I'm I'm, I'm speaking to Kay Blair I want to get some good sleep I want to oh be my God, you know so stop it no, yeah I had to I had Thank to you. prepare yeah, yeah. but Thank it you. all it all makes a difference but yeah that's what I have for breakfast and that IV um hydration packet the skin shows playing. it shows <laughs> It's not playing. The skin is showing and it is glowing. It right. is showing. Okay. You got it. You got it. You know, people be like, yes, I do this and that. I'm looking at your skin like, girl, you eat way too much red meat. You need to get oh, some more water. Oh, Come wow. on. Let's get to it. I'll climb that water. Let's go. Let's go. So yep. I see it. Those I see packets. it. And it's good. <laughs> Those packets, they hit. And no, I'm really, they give you like three to four times more than a, thing of water can give you and you can actually feel it you know yeah Yeah. um I just kind of want to um go through a series of um sentences with you kind of and if you could just complete the sentence okay don't feel pressured it's nothing crazy okay um (laughs) okay (laughs) love Uh is love is air kindness is is important oh sorry my apologies keep going oh no that's okay I just had like I feel like love is air love is kind love heals Mm. Mm. kindness is important because because you never know who is on their who's on edge or who's on their last you know last moment that you can help and save i bring value when i bring value when i remind people that they are seen and that their story matters 
And if I have some time, I'll listen. And I am winning when? I'm winning when I stop worrying about what happens next and live in the present moment. I'm winning when I'm happy and dancing and writing and singing and living in my body. Negativity is? Bad for health. I love it. I let it simmer. I let them, I let the, I let the, you know, the gravy simmer in into the rice a little bit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, like I love that. that. I like wow. that. I, I love that, that a lot. Okay. So Ross, Victory, I want you to let everyone know where they can support you, where they can find you. And I've also been normalizing how you prefer to be approached slash contacted. Oh, for sure. So um, you can find me on Instagram. Ross Victory Select or Ross Victory with the blue hat with the, um, <laughs> the, the background, hat. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Ross Victory, Google, uh, my website, Ross Victory. I'm having, I'm running a Indiegogo campaign right now okay. where uh, this book that we um, talked a little bit about earlier, you can get this book and also a notebook, you know, if you have some ideas or thoughts or a story in you and you want to take your first step this will help you do that so that's going to go till august or i'm sorry till october 1st is there an audio version as well so i'm going to do some audio and i'll yes, probably do, do that. audio you have a good voice. do it yeah oh thank you and maybe a song or something on there too like uh, between the like the parts so do it. yeah do audio. It. i listen thank to you. like um some audiobook stuff not to derail sometimes and like they do mm -hmm. stuff like that or like they'll have the working sections you know obviously people will know to buy the book or they should have the physical you know copy but mm -hmm. definitely you're not out of the norm with that do it okay yeah <laughs> audio coming soon i want to do audio before the end of this year so look out for that yeah. uh, but everything i try to share everything on my social media um, if it's uh, business related, like I, I try to be accessible. If it's business related, um, you can contact me through LinkedIn or through email, uh, which is Ross Victory. Actually, I'll give a different email uh, through email, which is booksandbangers at gmail.com. But just come as you are. Um, I respond. You know, I'm not one of those people leave you on scene. Like if the message makes sense and it's yeah. authentic. You know, yeah, then I, exactly. I engage. Yeah. And you're not like T-Pain. You're checking that all request side as well. That's bad. <laughs> we had like years of people reaching out. That's sad. Yes, the extra box, the one, the general box. Yeah. I go in there and the request. Pass the general box and the request yeah. side. You got to go in there. You never know. You never yes. know. <laughs> Yes. That was so funny. Okay. Um, I want to say thank you so much, Ross Victory, for this conversation today. You brought such light to my day. And I really hope that everyone was as inspired as I was today by the words in your story and the vulnerability that you've shared with us. Um, I want to ask you to, you could just close out the show. You can end it, say whatever you want, leave with the people. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to thank you too for all the work that you do. So as I mentioned, I don't know if we were recording, but I was, I've been following your account for a while, seeing your, um, your interviews, and I know negativity 
or the app, like positivity is something that you all focus on. And so I really appreciate that. And that resonated with me. So you keep doing great at what you're doing. And yeah, I just want to encourage everyone listening out there, however far this goes, um, that as I mentioned, you know, life is full of challenges. As you know, it seems like we can't get through certain stuff. But what I've learned, if it means anything, or maybe I'll ask you, are you aware? Sometimes when you take that step of vulnerability, things kind of open up and there's another mm -hmm. layer. So I just wanted to throw that out there because it may seem like it's darkness, but then also too, are you participating in the process, even if it feels painful? And I know it's hard to hear, but I wanna encourage you that I've been through it. A lot of people listening have been through it. And sometimes healing is on the other side of that, um, that big vulnerable step. You love it. You guys heard it here. This Ross Victory, your girl Kay Blair, another episode of Downtown World. Don't waste some time with negativity. Love you all. Let's try to practice that. Let's be more vulnerable. Have a great day. Downtown Kay. Welcome to Downtown World. Don't waste no time with negativity. The conversations you never get to hear with me, Kay Blair. Weekly where we gain inspiration from our special guests. Thank you for tuning in and sharing, subscribing to us each and every week. This week's episode is sponsored by Shop Downtown, your one-stop shop for everything downtown world. You can visit and support us at www.downtownworld.com. That's www.dwntwnwrld.com. Now, let's get into this week's bowl of fruit. Eat fruit and mind your business.